I'd want one of those little villas that are like over the water um, with like a butler and like a chef on call. I was trying to think of something that happens at fancy places that people do for you, but I actually don't know. They always have an open bottle of sparkling wine for me. I'm just waiting there. It's not so much for you. (laughs) Yeah. They can make reservations for you and bring you food in bed. Oh, see, that sounds good. I like food in bed. It's like like every morning you wake up and they like bring you a tray of breakfast. See, I had never been to, uh, lived that all-inclusive life before, Mm. but then I got a taste of it with you and it's a pretty good life. It's pretty sweet. It's like a pretty great way to relax. Because before I only traveled one of two ways, either I'd be by myself in the wilderness Mm -hmm. or also usually by myself, but in a very big foreign city. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we maybe that's the difference between you and me. Well, there's there's many differences. We got that. (laughs) But I like to go places where I'm anonymous. Like if you're alone in the wilderness, there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a big city, if I'm just walking around Hong Kong by myself, nobody looks at me nobody notices me and i take that as a good thing Uh but i think you like to be noticed you want someone to give you some uh, sparkling wine yeah and like compliment my outfit i like that little bit of like luxury of having someone like anticipate your needs Mm -hmm. see i think my my history in my life the more interactions I have with people, the worse it is for me. Mm. So my ideal is just to n- people not notice me because then nothing's going wrong. Right. Because if everyone's a dick, you just want to be anonymous. Yeah, that's And fair. that's what I think I like. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. But nobody's bringing me a delici- delicious shrimp. True. See, that's what I'd like. I, I would miss out on that. Can a butler bring you your noontime shrimp tacos? Noontime shrimp tacos? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I've changed my ways. They'd be like, oh, Mr. Indy, here's your shrimp tacos. Noontime shrimp tacos. Yeah. Perfect. It sounds Let's great. go. Yeah. Oh, and let's start the episode. <laughs> oh, right. Podcasting. Hello, everyone, and <laughs> welcome to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too. And we are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. My name is Indy Anonymous Randawa, and with me is Samantha Champagne Randawa. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, today is kind of one of our in-between episodes, so both Samantha and I will each have a spoiler-free review, a thing of the week, or thing of the fortnight, as we're calling them. Thing of the fortnight, right. (laughs) And then Sam's going to let us know what we're watching for a big watch after that, and I am very curious. I'm really excited about this one, actually. Ooh, sounds good. But before we do that, let's hear from our first sponsor. Um, Well, our first sponsor of the episode is the Well Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. It's hosted and produced by Andrew Paul and Lisa Pruden and explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of those endowments and how they intersect with the community. You can subscribe wherever you're listening to our podcast or at thewellendowedpodcast.com. All right, Samantha, why don't you start us off? What is your thing of the week and why is it an audiobook? (laughs) 
Oh, whoa. Are you calling me out? <laughs> um, so my audiobook of is it? The Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> is The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. So this is a twisty, turny, suspenseful thriller novel. <laughs> so like, I feel like there's going to be a bunch of people who just like my book recommendations because they're like all in the same genre pretty much. Right. Um, so if you liked some of my past recommendations, you'll probably like House Across the Lake. Um, it's about a actress, um, who retreats to the country after her husband dies and she has a bunch of bad press in regards to that. Um, and she starts looking out across the lake, um, of her family's lake house, um, and sees this beautiful couple, um, of which one is a model and I can't remember what the husband does, but, um, he's an architect. He's rich. (laughs) Um, and, uh, she starts just kind of watching them. And then one day the wife disappears and she takes it upon herself to kind of solve the mystery. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And, um, she actually does get to know the wife, um, a little bit because she saves her from drowning. And then all of a sudden they're like good friends in the way that trauma can bond you to someone else. There's a big twist at the end. I don't want to spoil it. And um, it kind of kept me on my toes until the end. Nice. A bit of a rear window. Yes. I have not seen rear window, but I know the reference now because you explained it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it, it comes up a lot. Yeah. Also, we should watch Rear Window. We didn't do any Hitchcocks in the last 50. No. These last 50 movies, I don't know what I was doing. Work. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even, though. Like, a few of them, but... Yeah. There's so many more movies out there, because we get to almost 200 episodes, and I was thinking, what do I do? And I, I just think about it for two minutes, and I can think of, like, 100 movies. Yeah, you've got a so good arsenal of movies. And also, then you can just go down to your shelf of movies and stick your hand in and pull one out. That's true. Sometimes I feel uninspired by all mm. of them, though. So have you read anything by this author before? No. Uh, this was one that kind of came up on Goodreads um, after I had read another book. I can't actually remember what book that was now, but, you know, you get the, like, if you like this, you'll also like these 25 books. And sometimes I just go through and put on hold a bunch of those novels just so that I have something kind of always coming up. And uh, this one did not disappoint. So are you going to go back to this author for more, you think? Um, I will. I'm not 100% sure if they have more novels. Uh, I kind of hope they do because that Get seems... to work. You what's, what's their name? Riley Sager. Come on, Riley Sager. Yeah. Make more novels for Sam. For me. Oh, I see at least six on Google, so. Never mind. We take that back. Good job. (laughs) They're all very ominous. There's Final Girls, The Last Time I Lied, Survive the Night, Lock Every Door, Home Before Dark, and The Only One Left. And what was this one called? The House Across the Lake? Yeah, House Across the Lake. So if you like any of my other recommendations, I feel like you will also like House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. I wonder if they are horror movie influenced because this one seems rear window influenced and based on those titles i'm like oh i could think of a movie that goes with each one of those except for the one that's called final girls which is just all horror movies yeah which i know about now yeah you'll have to read some and (laughs) report back to us i think i will because i did actually really enjoy this book and it was one of those ones where i was like excited to listen to it every day so 
I recommend it. And then last, of course, how was the listen, the narration? Um, It was good. I feel like this one went a little bit in the opposite direction of how I like them. And it was a little too nondescript. A little too flat? Yeah, it could have used a little bit more, I think. A little bit more what? More life. A little, zhuzh it up a little? Yeah. A little more oomph? Like a little bit more excitement. A little more flavor? A little bit more excitement in the tone of voice. So, but I found it easy to listen to. It wasn't confusing. And the person who was reading it did all the pronunciations right. (laughs) That's important. Yeah. There was one book, I can't remember what it was called, but the um, author didn't have an accent, but was pronouncing everything in a very British way. And um, it was really hard to get my mind around all those pronunciations. I just remember listening to an audiobook because when I do my uh, young adult fiction mm-hmm. for work, I just do audiobooks for those because right. a lot of them aren't great. A lot of them are. But every single one seems to have multiple narrators these days. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the different narrators pronouncing the same character's names different ways. Oh, that's and I was annoying. Like, you guys should. Yeah. You should have discussed it. It's got to be one way. Come on, director, producer. Exactly. There's people that's, working on that. That's like a director thing. You just have to like give actual pronunciations of everything so everyone's got it down. Yeah. So, Indy, what's your thing of the fortnight? <laughs> My thing of the fortnight is the 2019 film The Farewell. Oh. So I only watch like one movie a month maybe right. without you because... We're together all We're the time. together. <laughs> and we mostly watch television shows, yeah. really. But we watch our movies for this podcast, and that's about it. We don't see much other stuff. But mm-hmm. this has been on my Netflix queue, I think, since it came out quite some time ago. So I finally got around to watching it, and I really enjoyed it. So it is a drama, but with some comedy elements in it as well. It was written and directed by Lulu Wang. And like I said, it came out in 2019. It's an American production, but it takes place mostly in China. The premise is uh, there is a character named Billy who is played by Aquafina. Mm-hmm. And she is a uh, New Yorker, and she was born in China, but moved to the U.S. when she was like six or something. Okay. And she still has a relationship with her grandmother who lives back in China. And they learn that the grandmother has terminal cancer. And that's not giving anything away. This is the premise of the movie. And it's kind of the journey is uh, is the important part. But there is this, I don't know exactly tradition, but there's, there's it's decided upon. And this is apparently pretty common that they aren't going to tell the grandmother herself. Mm-hmm. So the family knows about it and they know that she is supposed to die within the next, I think it's like three months, but they're not going to tell her. So they stage a wedding her cousin, uh, Aquafina's cousin, okay. <laughs> pretends that he is going to be getting married. And I guess he actually does. So then the whole family can come back to their hometown in China and kind of say uh, goodbye, but oh. without her knowing it. And it is a, with that premise, it is, of course, a pretty sad movie. But I thought uh, just beautifully done. Um, not that the direction or cinematography is anything special, although... It is good. It was interesting. There's a lot of headroom on people. Hmm. And I don't know what that means. But I just kept noticing that the shots were composed differently than I ever would. And I was like, 
they're doing something here, but I'm not Does quite sure what it is. Does headroom mean there's like lots of space above people's heads? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So normally if someone's walking down the street and they're talking and the camera's following along with them, you'd maybe shoot them in an American, mm-hmm. which means like uh, above the knee up. Okay. Yeah. And or you show like full body or you get a close up. But this one would often have them cut off at like belt level on the bottom of the frame, but then their head would only be center frame, mm-hmm. and then there's all the space above. And I kept looking at that and wondering what was going on, but... Probably something I would not notice, but... <laughs> Anyways, that's not important at all. What's important is the um, the family drama and the performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, there's Aquafina, who I thought did a great job. I've only seen her in comedies, and I like her in comedies. Like, she was in uh, Shang-Chi... Mm-hmm. And Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> and she's very yeah. funny. So that I knew. This is, I think, the first dramatic performance I'd seen from her. And I really enjoyed it. You could make the argument that it is a little, um, it's quite understated and maybe one note. But I think that one note works. I'm not saying that it's bad in any stretch, but I'd like to see uh, more things from her to mm-hmm. see if she has that range or if this is kind of what she does for drama. But either way, it was very good in this. Of course, uh, Tsima is in it, who is the dad in every movie. He's everybody's dad. I think on my things of the week, he has been the main character's dad at least three times now. Oh, wow. So he is everybody's dad. He's Yeah, he's always there. And um, he's good, as always. He plays Aquafina's dad and the son of the grandmother, who mm-hmm. is uh, has been diagnosed with cancer. Right. And I think maybe my favorite performance was this woman named Zhao Shuzhen, who is a Chinese stage actress and has never been in a movie before, but she plays the grandma. And she's so good. She's, you might think like, oh, it's this heartbreaking role. Like, no, she's hilarious. She's so funny. She's such a, like a non, no-nonsense grandma, but still like really kind and loving too, but also stuck in her ways a little bit. But she's just great. So the characters are are fantastic, and I think that's the strength of the movie for sure. They all seem so real. Like sometimes somebody's just a bit of a dick, you know? That's how people mm-hmm. are sometimes. Sometimes the main character's mom might just be mean. Some moms are mean. That happens. And they all seem to be just very rooted in reality. And I think it is, um, well, it is based on a true story. And I actually heard the true story on an episode of This American Life, like, eight years ago or something. Oh, so this is something that someone else heard and was like, that's a great movie. No, they oh. made the movie. Oh, they made the movie themselves? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, the writer-director was the one who was telling the story on This American Life, and then it, she turned it into a movie. Oh, that's amazing. So I, I actually like know very little about her if she's doing um, more movies or what she's done. But this one, I could say I really enjoyed. And when it comes to the main premise about not telling the grandmother that she is ill, you would think that a lot of the movie would be about trying to hide that. And it doesn't do that very much because that would make it uh, a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go into just like an American saying like, you shouldn't do that in our more progressive country we wouldn't do something like that it's not like that it's not about cultural differences i guess it is a little bit and but it's not about traditional versus modern it's more that they are doing this out of a place of love and you kind of understand them by the end of it and Mm -hmm. you and whether or not the other characters in the movie do or not um 
I won't spoil because that's a big part of the movie. Is the grandma like so sick that she knows that she's like got cancer or at all? She has a cough and it won't go away and she's going to the doctors about that and right. that's how they find out. Okay. And I won't talk too much about how things go during the course of the movie, but she's um, she's up and planning a wedding for the most of this movie. Oh, that's nice. And it does have that trope of an American going back to their birth country and that's something we see in a lot of movies, but it doesn't concentrate on all of that like fish out of water type thing because we've we've just seen that done very many times, many times very well. Uh, but she moved away when she was a child, and she doesn't exactly feel at odds with that world or that she doesn't belong. She's kind of just trying to find a way back in, maybe. Mm. Or maybe it's about um, her trying to find a way back into her family. And I guess that's it's it's a family drama at the heart of this movie. So I definitely recommend it. Go check out The Farewell. It is a little bit sad, of course, because of the subject matter, but I don't think it is um, a hard watch. It's actually light and fun through a lot of it. I assume this would be like a heavier movie. It's not. It might leave you with kind of a a bittersweet feel, but in a a nice way. Mm -hmm. It's not a movie that is going to depress you. You might cry, but I feel like those are two very different things. I think you can be very uh, affected by the emotions of it, but I don't think that this is an especially dour or depressing movie that's going to make you feel miserable. Hmm. I think it might make you kind of like appreciate the beautiful sadness of life, maybe. Interesting. That's just something that movies do, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like a full-bodied movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it's uh, deceptively simple as well. Mm -hmm. There's not too much to it. It's just them doing this wedding and you get to see the wedding going on and all these family members interacting for the first time in a long time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So check out The Farewell. It is available on Netflix if you have that. And it's an A24 production. And I have to mention that because every time I watch one of their movies, I'm like, damn, that was a good movie. (laughs) Makers of good movies. For the most part, maybe I just haven't, I haven't seen all that many, but Mm. everything I've seen, I really liked. That's awesome. Let's thank our second sponsor of the episode, and that is StoryHive. Calling all new and emerging content creators in BC and Alberta. In case you haven't heard of StoryHive, they've been supporting storytellers in Western Canada since 2013. This year, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary with the biggest edition yet. The Story Hive Anniversary Documentary Edition is funding 80 short documentaries on any local story you are passionate about. You could get $20,000 in production funding, training and mentorship, and distribution on Telesoptic TV and Stream Plus. If you live in BC or Alberta and you have an idea for a short documentary, now is the time to send in your pitch. Send in your application by February 28th at storyhive.com apply. All right, Sam, I'm very curious. What are we going to be watching for our big watch for next week? Okay, I'm really excited about this, actually, because I feel like I should have seen this movie already. Oh, so it's not a, I love this, you should too. It's, I should love this, and maybe I will. And maybe you do too. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, Indy. Yes? At our old home, mm-hmm. uh, there was a dog. Goose? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your childhood's dog name was? Maverick. 
Oh shit, we're doing Top Gun. <laughs> we're doing Top Gun. Whoa. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> Sam's picking Top Gun. Yeah, because I feel like this is a fundamental like gap in my life knowledge. We were talking recently and I think the movies I mentioned were Point Break and Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying like, Certain movies would just have this kind of scene. I think mm-hmm. we were watching Always Sunny. It was the shooting in the air. Well, that that was a point break bit. Yeah. But then there was a sex scene and you were kind of like laughing because it's a funny show. Uh-huh. But I was like, yeah, but if you watch sex scenes from action movies in the 80s, this is how they looked. And man, Top Gun has one. <laughs> Top Gun has a, yeah. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. So 1986 Top Gun starring a very young Tom Cruise. Do you want to know something? So we were talking about how we were going to do our next season. And we were saying, like, we can do what was your favorite movie Mm -hmm. at blank age. When I was five, five years old. I shouldn't have been watching this. (laughs) But I did. (laughs) And it was my favorite movie. So much so that I then... Named your dog Maverick? Well, that. And um, <laughs> I got like cassette tapes of the Righteous Brothers because they oh. figure prominently in this movie as well. Okay. I don't know when the last time I've seen Top Gun was, though. I don't know if it's a good movie, but I do think I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited because this is something that I feel like is a big hole, like pop culture hole in my life. Yeah. And um, I feel like I will be uh, interested to watch it. I don't know. I haven't watched a trailer. I The only thing I've read is the just the like two and a half line blurb on IMDb. I didn't look at I only looked at pictures and I saw Tom Cruise and then I stopped looking. So you don't know anything about it. No. But you, when you see it, you'll be like, oh, I've seen a joke about this, but I didn't. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like this is going to like. So you don't know who else is in it. No. Oh, man. There's going to be some fun surprises. <laughs> So you don't know about like volleyball? Of it just being a sport? (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be some good stuff. And uh, the sequel came out like last year. That was part of the reason I kind of wanted to see the sequel too. Sure. So maybe we'll end up doing a double header. But we'll uh, watch 1986's Top Gun for next week. I didn't realize it came out that long ago because Mm -hmm. I watched it when I was five. So I kind of assumed it came out then, but I guess it it was already out for a while. How often do I pick movies that are older than me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Way to finish out the 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 season. season strong. Excellent. I'm excited. Well, I guess when I went to 1922, you're like, yeah, I could do 86. (laughs) (laughs) I I can stretch it back a little bit. This is going to be fun. I, Whenever we do something like this, or just talk about it even, I just want to go and do, yeah, let's do 10 action movies from 85 to 95. But we're not going to do that. We'll just watch <laughs> Top Gun. And I think it's going to be a good time. I think so. I'm, I'm really excited. Tom Cruise looks young and fresh-faced. And I don't know who else is in this. So. <laughs> this might be peak Tom Cruise. Is this peak Tom Cruise? Maybe. People, of course, will argue and say like his stuff right through the 2000s because he has a lot of longevity. Mm-hmm. But this isn't exactly, this isn't a breakthrough Tom Cruise. This no? is He's established. He's oh, a number is like one actor. Heart at this. Throb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's done, he's done movies already by this point. Right. Okay. I'm excited. And I know you're excited. I am excited. Can't wait till you see Iceman. <laughs> okay. 
So do you have any predictions about it? I think it's going to be fun and light and romantic. What do you think this movie is about? The Navy. Is it the Navy? I, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Because the only thing I've read is the thing that's on IMDb. What was that? Uh, it says, as students at the United States Elite, oh, United States Navy Elite Fighter, weapons school compete to be the best in class. One daring young pilot learns a few things from a civilian instructor that are not taught in the classroom. Oh, that's, that's an interesting write-up. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it in so long, and like that sounds different from what I remember. But yeah, I guess I guess that's. There. I also feel like there's gonna be a lot of explosions. I hope my favorite dog Goose makes an appearance. <laughs> oh, Goose! Goose. He was this little, short-legged, thick dog who, um, when he'd run, he'd kind of run sideways. It was really cute. Is it Dashend? I think so, but like mixed with the bigger dog too, because Goose was quite large. He was a thick king. He's a thick king. Oh, Goose. I miss Goose. Well, we're going to go watch Top Gun. Do you know where we can watch it? So it is currently on Canadian Netflix. Nice. And I'm ready to go if you are. All right, let's go watch (laughs) Top Gun, because you know what, Sam? I have the need. The need for speed. Okay, so I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Oh, we're going to high five windmill all day long. Are we? Windmill high fives. That sounds dangerous, but okay. (laughs) I live dangerously. (laughs) Bye, everyone. It's like Maverick. Bye. Bye.